Good afternoon, Susanna. Hello. Thank you for talking with me about your wonderful and glorious life and all the things you're doing with it. <laughs> it is wonderful and glorious. Thanks. You know, I um, <laughs> Yes, it is. And I'm trying to remember when I first met you. I think I might have heard about you from a yoga class or looking at the yoga vey yeah. yoga schedule. And I think I may have heard about you as this amazing yoga teacher and then I met you through Frank your yes. husband but I've known about you for a long time as this amazing holistic yoga teacher slash healer slash money many other things cool <laughs> so today um, I was hoping to ask you a couple of questions mainly about your work in the yoga of Susanna yeah. and hoping maybe you could start with telling me a little bit about when you you know when and why and how you first started doing yoga mm. and why you became a teacher mm. that's a that's a great question um, my I took my first yoga class in um, college I was going to college in Cambridge Massachusetts and um, what do you call them what is a roommate? Roommate. That's okay. I what do you say? I'm Those sure people that share a room with you yeah. um, said you should come to this dance studio called The Joy of Movement and take a class. And I thought I I can't dance. Um, I don't know my left or my right. And she said, "Well, take a yoga class." And I'd never really heard of yoga. Hmm. And I took it, and I felt wonderful during the class and afterwards. Um, I walked out of there feeling. Um, grounded and connected and open and I don't remember ever feeling that way before in my life mm. and in the class I felt um, capable in my body which was another unique experience because I was a weak child literally mm. um, and was always chosen last in, in phys ed and had a very poor self-esteem physically mentally too <laughs> um, mostly around my body it started there um, so that class kind of started open something in me and, and then I forgot all about it and <laughs> and fell in love and um, we couldn't afford to live in, in the Boston area so we moved to Maine which is where I'm from and uh, I was kind of lost and my parents I dropped out of college of course right you have to do that yeah and yeah. Uh, you know, you don't have to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to do that. Well, a lot of people do that and they end up just fine. Yes. It took me 10 years going back and forth and quitting and going back and forth. So yeah. um, I think they really wanted me to go back to college. And they said, we'll pay for a college class if you, if you want to go to one. And I, I really couldn't think of any. And they said, well, there's a yoga class. And we know the teacher. She's, <laughs> she's a friend of your father. And she's a peace activist yoga teacher. And I thought, well, okay, cool. All right, I'll try it. They paid for you to take a they, college yoga class. Yes. That's amazing. I know. And um, the first class we were in Shavasana, and the teacher, Elaine, um, said, as we were in deep relaxation, that you are not your thoughts. You are more than your thoughts. Mm -hmm. You are not your thoughts. You are more than your thoughts. And I cried and cried and cried. I'm just thinking about it now. I know. Actually, it makes me tear up. I know. I, know. I was 21 yeah. years old, yeah. and I had never knew that. Mm. And um, that I was in. I was in, and I started practicing with Elaine, 
and Elaine, there was Elaine McGillicuddy. Yeah. Um, founder of Portland. Founder of Portland Studio. Yoga Studio. And I also practiced at another studio in Portland, which is still in existence. Um, what's it called? I can't think of it. Vic, Vicky and Jen. The Do Yoga Center? Know? Yes. Yes. They were yeah. the only two yoga places that. in mm-hmm. town. There was no, um, yeah, there was only two places. I remember that. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I know, I remember taking it <laughs> at both of them years ago, right? So um, that started it. And then I um, stopped and I, I ended up finishing college. It took me 10 years. <laughs> and majored you. in art, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. And um, then I got back into yoga with Elaine and took classes all the time, practiced all the time and um, then uh, then this is a strange side route uh, there was a, a vagabond kirtan lady which is call and response chanting mm-hmm. and she came from nowhere and and did kirtan for a couple weeks and then disappeared I don't know where she went I can't even think of her name and I contacted the studio owner and said I'm so bummed out that there's no more kirtan and the studio owner said why don't you take over? And I thought, yes! And I thought, no, I can't sing. <laughs> I can't sing! <laughs> but, um, but the yes always has to win in my book. Even if it's a tiny, tiny yes, it, it, you have to give it attention. Yeah. And so I started um, chanting, and as so was at Portland Yoga. And we did it every other, my husband and I, and oftentimes another drummer, for every other week for four years. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the singing, the chanting also made me feel in that wonderful state that yoga does where I got into a timeless, egoless space. Um, there's something about singing with other people and there's mm-hmm. something about just singing in general. It's long exhales yeah. and I taught myself how to play the harmonium. And, um, and, and in that time, I decided to take a yoga teacher training, not because I wanted to teach, because I, I really didn't want to teach. I just wanted to immerse myself in the world of yoga, because I just felt like that was my home. And um, one of the participants that would come to almost every single kirtan needed a sub, and he I called me, said, I need somebody to come here in an hour. Would you be willing to do it? Because he knew I had just gotten certified to teach. For you to teach yoga. To teach yoga. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, I'll sub. <laughs> but I didn't really want to. I just didn't have anything to offer. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. And I, I contacted him the next day and said, you know, keep me on your sub list. And then eventually there was a spot opening and, and I could start teaching if I wanted to. So I did start teaching and now um, I'm still teaching. I don't know how many years it's been. Yeah. I don't have a concept of time. Probably four or five or six or seven. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It seems like you're so... I feel like you've been doing it your whole life. Don't you like think? Like you must have said like I 20. I probably have. Yeah. I think I probably have. <laughs> yeah, really. And many other lives. I think just when you were talking about... I like to deviate from... Oh, script. I'm all about deviation. Um, it, I think it's really helpful for me too and other people who are starting their own things to hear that it starts... It, it's not like you just created the yoga of Susanna overnight but you mm-hmm. started small and took tiny steps like you started subbing or you you know mm-hmm. taking it for a while and then subbing and and that it's just nice to hear that it every step every little step matters and it eventually builds towards something bigger yeah and you get to bring in all 
you get to integrate other parts of your life in the in the way that you're kind of it was meant to happen I think I don't know if yeah. that was incredibly clear no I know but the older I, I get the more um, the more I integrate who I am I guess that might be the cooler part of aging probably aging in general is 100% cool it's just that we live in a culture that says aging is not cool so um, you get wisdom with you aging. get wisdom with it, yeah and um, you get to know yourself more and I think yoga helps I mean yoga is all about getting to know yourself Mm-hmm. Beyond the, um, beyond the, the ego's confines, you get to know the contents of your heart. Um, you get to tune into the wisdom of your body, which is a whole other source of information. Yeah, uh, our culture really um, has a hierarchy upon wisdom, and for years and years hundreds of years we've we've called the intellect the brain the the source of all <laughs> right of all knowing and we've forgotten that there's there's also um, bodily knowing and mm-hmm. and heart knowing and we've gotten too far away from that mm-hmm. and it's incredibly damaging yeah and that's what i love about yoga is that it integrates both the body and the soul i think you know and um I know that a lot of people, yoga is very popular now, and uh, and that's wonderful. And I'm, you know, I think, I know some people use it probably for exercise mm-hmm. and yep, um, totally. But I'm, and you know, I'm thinking, you know, but yoga also is, for, but I understand it's meant to prepare the body for meditation. Correct. So I mean, do you find that students? access that like spiritual aspect of yoga as well hopefully yeah. <laughs> hopefully um, the definition of yoga is um, yoga chitta vritti narodaha which means yoga is the cessation cessation the stopping the halting <laughs> uh, the slowing down of the rumination of the mind um, the fluctuations of the mind there's all different ways to do that. Breathing and moving, meditation, chanting. Uh, yoga is a, is a giant, giant um, spiritual self-care discipline. And if people are only really attracted to the physical asana, that's fine. That's fine. I, eventually, I think um, there will be an understanding that yoga is uniting the consciousness all of our little consciousnesses in the heart, the, the, the consciousness of the cosmos, the consciousness of our belly, the consciousness of our mind, of our heart. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think we can get there um, just through slowing down and being, um, breathing. Yeah, <laughs> right. It is as simple as that. It's a, it's a practice of where we put our attention. So on the mat, when we're on the mat doing asana, we put our attention on the sensations in the body or the sensations of the breath. And yes, it's physical. Um, but when you start doing that repeatedly, practicing where you put your attention, you are going to be attracted to the other facets mm-hmm. of yoga. And I sometimes wonder if, I mean, a lot of people don't go to church as much as they used to. Mm-hmm. And, and 
you know, there's, I wonder if part of the reason people are attracted to yoga is because they're craving some kind of spiritual practice or spiritual community. Have you noticed that at all? Um, Yes. Um, I think it's a deep longing for connection. Mm -hmm. I think it's, um, I don't know, it's a, it's a deep, often painful longing mm-hmm. for connection. Um, and churches absolutely fill that role. Um, yeah. Hmm. And you're filling that in, in another way. <laughs> and yoga classes yoga fill it in another way. Right. Um, I think... I think this age we're becoming more aware of the body. Yeah. We've uh, kind of run away from it with this hierarchical, this cultural um, conditioning we have that, that, that really the head is the only important part of the body. Yeah. And to only trust that wisdom. And I think as we're facing what we're facing today, complete <laughs> economic, social, religious, um, um, ecological <laughs> breakdown on pretty much every single level um, we're having to face the fact that we need to um, find other ways of solving problems and coming back to the wisdom of the body which yoga is helping us all yeah I think it's probably really one of the only ways we're gonna get out of here mm-hmm. safely mm-hmm. maybe we're not <laughs> well, it has to get worse before it gets better that's what I'm telling myself at least um, it does seem to be getting worse. Yeah, I know. In some ways. In other yeah. ways, it's not. Right. I mean, really, think about it. When I was starting yoga, there was only three yoga teachers in Portland. Mm-hmm. Now there's thousands. I, I haven't know. checked I haven't lately, really but there's thousands. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. And um, I watch parents interact with their children, and there's some really funky, fabulous parents out there that are right on top of their children and helping them become emotionally... Um, aware of what's going on in, in their emotions and, and how to take care of themselves emotionally. And we didn't have that when I was a kid. You were thrown to the wolves. Right. You're suffering so much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was anyway. And yeah. I, most people I talked to. Yeah. So um, it does seem to be going to heck in a handbasket. Um, but if you just take a glance around, it's not. There are people that are going the other direction that are trying, you know, they're the healers. Yes. Yes. Because we need. Yes. And there's becoming more and more of them. Yeah. And, I, and I, I don't know what's happening in the future. Uh, it does look bleak. You look at the political, <laughs> who we're going to get to vote for. And um, yeah. scary, scary, scary. And then I just think about Buckminster Fuller and um, his quote about, if you, want, um, if you want to build a better world, you don't... Um, what, don't use the tools that have been used before. I can't think of the quote. But you have to build a better paradigm. Mm. And then people are going to come over and check out your mm-hmm. paradigm. Mm-hmm. So I just think, okay, so no matter what happens, I'm still going to keep on trucking over here into my own fabulous and amazing world. And um, so I know other people are too. We, we just, we aren't getting the press. <laughs> right. Well, yet. And I think, yet. you know, what I decided to do was... Um, focus on my experience of in the workplace and notice a lot of people are suffering in the workplace mm-hmm. and and I'm wondering um, you know it's it's almost I don't want to say ironic but that people go to yoga so many people are going yes. to yoga but they're still 
ha- you know, relatively miserable in their jobs. Yep. So, um, wondering what your thoughts are. Like, how can they start to bring what they learn in mm. the yoga room and the yoga mat to? I mean, maybe that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> but you know, to their yeah. everyday lives and yeah, in that's, a, that's a great question. I, I think in almost every class I, I give instances of how you can bring this to work. As we'll be doing a certain pose or a certain breath awareness and I'll say, can you picture yourself doing this at work? Mm-hmm. If you're stressed out at work, can you picture yourself running to the bathroom and doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do hope that anybody that takes my class feels like they're leaving with some tools on how to cope with life outside of the beautiful little quiet yoga space that we have um, and if I haven't given those tools I hope that at least I've provided space for them to be with whatever's alive inside of them if they've had to stuff it for 40 hours a week yeah. I hope that there's at least an hour and a half um, space carved out for themselves to just be with whatever's most alive and if that's all they can do that's fantastic mm-hmm. that's fantastic mm-hmm. it's something it's something yeah and, and even just practicing quieting down and breathing and listening to something else rather than your own mental, judgmental, fear-based chatter, mm-hmm. that's an opening of a door. Mm-hmm. And yay. I guess I celebrate it all, I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a big, I'm going to take this practice into work. It could just be a, a, a little sliver of awareness of something else. It could be somebody noticing that they just had a fear-based, judgmental, constricting thought. Just noticing it. Yeah. That's huge. I think just building awareness of um, how our minds and our bodies work and how, uh, how we can make our own suffering worse or yes. how we can be kind towards our own suffering. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautifully put. I like it. And... Um, so part of why I like to do these interviews with people like you, and I choose people, and they sometimes just come to me magically, but who I find inspiring myself, such as you, and who I think other people might also find inspiring. And you, I mean, you're not, you don't just show up at a yoga place and teach a class and leave. You know, that you actually have developed much more. You have a meditation podcast. Mm-hmm. You do um, still like do you think do kirtan still yes. kirtan and yep. other probably more that I don't even know about but um, and I and I love looking at your beautiful pictures you know that the images like speak to you yes. to people in a very in a different way so I'm wondering what <laughs> brought that on and what made you want to create all of this and what else what's next you know <laughs> what's next oh uh, well there's always a next mm-hmm. um, the photos came about because I had avoided Facebook for as long as I possibly could mm-hmm. and I only got on <laughs> because I wanted to publicize um, something cutting edge and new and fabulous which is yoga for your grieving heart it's a yes. six week bereavement support and yoga in this very room yes in this very room (laughs) same wellness uh, yes it is and um and it's it's so beautiful it's the most beautiful project I've probably ever done um and I actually have very little to do with it (laughs) Mm. Uh, but I do need people to come so Mm. I had to get the word out and people were saying get on Facebook get on Facebook and I thought all right I'll do this but I it has to be me 
I'm not just going to share regurgitated stuff and, and I want whatever I put out there to be me. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so then my husband started taking, taking photos of me. We take photos a lot. And then the photos that I've taken, um, I put those on there with quotes. And now um, I'm starting to put out collages that I used to make. Um, mm. For years and years I would come home and instead of writing in my journal, I would make a visual collage. And the only assignment was that I had to put a chair in it. And this is my own, this is only my own assignment. So, and I have thousands of these images wow. sitting in a plastic tote, tucked away in a closet. And um, I was reading a book, what was it the other day? Um, the Art of Stealing. It's a bestseller by somebody. I heard of, I've heard of that. Yeah. The artist just stealing the art. The, 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 I don't know. It's a tiny square book. Yeah. Um, and he was saying you need to put your work out there. And I thought, oh, well, okay. You know, I, let me just look at that work. And so once a week, I'll, I'll find a notebook and pull it out and, and start picking, taking pictures of it and put quotes on. So that's coming out new, too. Mm, that's exciting. <laughs> and here's a plug. The yoga of Susanna.com. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. The, the yoga of Susanna is uh, the union of mm-hmm. me, the integration of me, the uniting of consciousness of my heart with other people's hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in the podcasts, I don't know how they came about. <laughs> yeah, but they're so beautiful. I mean, they're and they're guy. Are they like ten? 20 minutes? I try to keep it to 10 minutes, which is possible. So, so they're, they're yeah. maximum of 12. My goal oh. is 10 minutes, but apparently I can't do it. I just, I have to go to 12. Oh, that's supposed to be 12 then. <laughs> but that's, I mean, it's less than 20. And for a lot of people, that probably works really well. Well, um, I know that even 10 minutes is a lot for the average bear. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot for me on some days. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, the podcasts are called Just just lie down. Yes, that's <laughs> such a beautiful <laughs> one title. Of, one of my teachers um, believes, and I, I believe she's true, that if everybody could take a 20-minute shavasana, you know, corpse pose, rest, um, we would definitely have world peace. Yeah, I agree with that. I totally 100%. agree too. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's really impossible for most people. So I wanted to contribute as much as I could in, in, in service of world peace um, and I know uh, meditating, sitting, getting the cushion out is too much, but I, I think most everybody can just crash on the couch or mm-hmm. the floor or the bed or mm-hmm. the patio. Mm-hmm. It might be a little easier if you can just say, I'm just going to rest than, than sit. So not that I have anything against meditation at all. I do the same thing, though. <laughs> I actually call it quieting the mind because meditation is so loaded for so many people. So just lie down is just another way to yeah. make it a little more accessible, I think. Just lie down. Take a load off. Yeah. So, um, you, I'm trying to decide if I should ask you, but I will anyway, because, you know, people are probably curious about you and your life and what do you do with, do you do yoga full time? And I know you have another job as well. Yes, I do. And is your goal to potentially do yoga full time eventually, or oh, I'd love to. Is it okay to ask you that? Yeah, I I would I would love to. I would I would love I would love to instruct yoga and lead retreats and sing all day long and mm-hmm. dance all day long and um, create with people and and by myself. Um, I'll mention this again because I think it's really important. Um, 
the yoga for your grieving heart, I love integrating people sitting in a circle and talking in a safe space and, and integrating yoga with that, the, my gripe <laughs> mm-hmm. with yoga practice as it's taught is that it's a singular experience and that's okay, it's meant to be that. But I love um, big conversations with people. I love intimacy mm-hmm. with people. Um, I love deep sharing of Mm -hmm. especially the painful bits with other people. I think it's so healing to be seen and heard and understood by others who are going through similar circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, And grief in particular is um, very, very painful and isolating, can be, experience. Mm -hmm. Um, why, Why am I saying all this? It's, a, it's another way that I would love to see my world open up. <laughs> and I would love to work with other groups, mm-hmm. um, people with mental uh, disorders. I would love to mm-hmm. have us all, you know, sit together and talk and then practice yoga in a way that will address things that have come up mm-hmm. in class. I've, there's probably so much need out there in those I, areas. I, you know, I, I imagine that there's a huge need out there. Yeah. Um, more and more people are 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 going to be um, diagnosed with all sorts of stress illnesses, depression, anxiety, all that comes with stress and right. with the uncertainty um, that we have in our culture and with the the values that our culture has it's a battery low <laughs> it's just some kind of reminder yeah. um, the values that we have right now are incredibly stressful on us. Mm-hmm. Our, our value is this, that we as human beings really only have value according to what we produce mm-hmm. or uh, what we execute in our lives. And, and that's an incredibly stressful value. And I'm here to <laughs> um, suggest that maybe we start having other values that are less stressful for us. Perhaps if we have value because we can hold a lot of emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe we have value because we can express our emotions visually or musically or through flowers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, then we have value. Mm. So it, I think, um, what was my point? Values, stress, stress is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tension is everything. It shows up um, all different ways. It, we get yeah. violent because yes. we're stressed out. Yes. Because we're believing, we're believing certain values that have been put on us that we haven't really thought through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like my life to expand into some ways to address how our thinking, how our values are troubling us, mm-hmm. and ways to work with that, working mm-hmm. with the body, working with expression. Mm. I bet you will. Me hope so. Yeah. Well, I'm the. I was gonna have a party. You just share some beautiful parting words of wisdom, which is what I was going to ask. So I feel like this is a great note to conclude. Unless you have anything else you want to add. Uh, let me think about salutation or goodbye. Some, if there's something brilliant I could say. <laughs> Namaste. Um, there's this. Uh, it's a wonderful Chinese proverb that I, I love. 
Um, and it, it's this. Tension is who you think you should be. Tension is who you think you should be. Mm. Relaxation is who you truly are. Yeah. And, nice. and I, my goal is to have a more relaxed world because I want to live in a place where people can feel free to be who they are. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, thank you. Namaste. So much. Namaste. <laughs>